down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, welcome to our guest segment. I'm so excited to have him back with us, one of our favorite guests of all time. You know him as the author of Gods of Ground Zero and Masquerade and many other very, very fascinating books about Bible prophecy. And he's here with us tonight to talk about his latest book, which I'm going to hold up for those watching on the video stream. It's called The Summoning, and the subtitle is Preparing for the Coming Days of Noah. Pastor Carl Gallops, welcome back to Jim Paris Live. Jim Paris, I can't tell you what an honor it is to be with you and your amazing audience. Thanks for having me. Thank you, sir. And uh, I, I have to tell you that uh, this book, just the cover of and everything, I love your covers. It just kind of kind of gave me chills. But I, you're, two things on the cover that I want to get to. The first thing is Noah. Uh, and I know there's a lot in here about uh, about Noah and what happened yeah. in the flood. Uh, you're not the only one. A lot of our Bible prophecy people are making reference to Noah in in their current discussion of what's happening today. And uh, yeah. it's it's not just metaphorical, right? I mean, they're, we're actually, right. the Bible talks about like in the days of Noah, and Noah was made fun of and ridiculed and basically called like a conspiracy theorist. I mean, does any of this sound sure. familiar? Uh, sure. He so, was a yeah. prepper. He was the world's first prepper, too. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us about the Noah uh, comparison. <laughs> no, this is extremely important. Thanks, Jim. And, and uh, yeah, it, 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 because in Luke 17 and Matthew 24, those are two places where Jesus answers the questions that the that the people have in Luke 17 it's the Pharisees that are coming out to question him it's the near the end of his ministry life he's on his way to Jericho from Jericho up to Mount of Olives Bethany from there in the eastern gate to Jerusalem in the last few days of his life well he knows all that most people you know his disciples don't know it but he's he's down on the Jordan River Valley Road just down south of uh, Galilee uh, the Sea of Galilee and he's going from village to village, and he's asked, well, we've been hearing you for three years talking about the coming of the Son of Man and the end of all things, the last days. And by the way, the end of all things means the beginning of the righteous rule of the, you know, the Messiah. We know him as Jesus Christ, of course. So they were asking him, well, what will be the signs? Tell us the signs. And his answer to them was, let me just put it like this, he says. The coming of the Son of Man, the days of the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah. Now, he used the words just like, not kind of like, not similar to, not, you know, this is a good example of. He said just like the days of Noah, and then he said and just like the days of Lot. 
Well, uh, about a month or two later, most theologians say it was a couple of months for him to make it along that road, to go up to Jericho, from Jericho to Bethany, from Bethany to Jerusalem. A couple of months later, he's on the side of the Mount of Olives. We know it as the Olivet Discourse. He's been down in Jerusalem ministering with his disciples. That evening, they ask him the same question again, because he had been talking about things that were happening in the world. And they said, well, what's, what are the signs? Give us details of the signs of your coming. And that's that famous passage in Matthew 24, where he says, well, look, there'll be wars and rumors of wars, kingdoms of kingdoms, etc., 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 gospel of the kingdom be preached to the world, brother and sister will turn against each other, look out for false prophets, and then beware of the abomination that causes desolation as spoken of by the prophet Daniel, etc., etc., etc. And he goes through that list. When he finishes, he says, now learn the lesson of the fig tree. Well, I have three or four chapters on that in my book. That's another topic. Then he says, and... He's saying to them, let me reiterate, it'll be just like the days of Noah. So twice within a couple of months at the most, uh, he, he, he summons uh, this, this, uh, this illustration. And so the thing is, he doesn't leave us in the dark. It's what I tell people. Any kinds of charts and graphs and maps and eschatological schemes, and, and I'm not going to get into pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, and all that stuff. I'm just saying any place where you stand has to be measured through these words of Jesus because he really nails it when he says, just like the days of Noah, just like the days of Lot. Why? Well, because... It, it, you know, chapter 6, chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7, chapter 8, chapter 9, chapter 10 of Genesis, all of that talks about the days of Noah. Then as you go through the Old Testament, Noah's name is used several times. It's invoked several times. Then when you get into the New Testament, twice you're, talked, you're told it'll be like the days of Noah. Peter talks about the days of Noah. Um, uh, Hebrews, the book of Hebrews talks about the days of Noah. So so this is one of the most talked about and the most written about epics in the entire Bible. I mean, a singular story. Uh, there, there's more material devoted to the days of Noah than any other one particular topic in one place. And I've got that referenced in my book and backed up by scholars who say the same thing. So, so when you start pulling apart the days of Noah you understand that it's lining right up with our days in, in almost detail by detail. Well, not almost, detail by detail it is. I go into that in great depth. I know you probably have some questions, but the same thing is the days of Lot. One of the things that I point out that I think is important, the patterns for the days of Noah, the pattern for the day, days of Noah and the days of Lot, they are identical. And here's the pattern, because Jesus said it'll be just like this. Now, every, in my humble opinion, every chart, graph, map, and PowerPoint has to measure up to this pattern, because Jesus said it. Not Carl Gallup's, not some you know conspiracy theory site, not Jesus said this. So here's the pattern. Both Noah and Lot were men of God, and their family around them. They were righteous in their, in their day. Uh, the world around them was going to hell in a handbasket. It was it was getting worse and worse and worse. Sodom and Gomorrah, by the way, that wasn't just two little villages. That was two megaplexes. It was like Dallas-Fort Worth and the cities around it. It filled a whole valley and a region, and I've got all of that referenced in the book, coming from archaeological sources uh, right out of Israel. Um, it was huge. It was a huge area, and it was steeped in filth and perversion, sexual perversion and all kind of lying, stealing, murdering everything it was it was there and 
and it was getting worse and worse and worse, and Lot and his family basically were the only righteous ones left. Same thing, go back, juxtapose that to the days of Noah. Same thing, the Bible says that. Noah and his family, the only righteous ones. Anything they designed to do that was evil, the Bible says, they could do it. And God said, you know what? I'm going to push the reset button. There was a demonic, uh, angelic, fallen angelic realm association to this. Genesis 6 talks about the sons of God coming unto the daughters of men and having children by them. And I do a whole study of what that terms. Every time that specific Hebrew term is used in the Bible, it's used six times in two or three different books, it's B'nai Elohim. When that exact phrase is used, it always speaks of angels. It always does. As a, as a matter of fact, most translations in, in the other five places where it's used, they will say divine beings or angels. But in Genesis 6, it's so controversial and it's so hard to wrap our minds around because this happened before the flood, something that apparently has not happened again, maybe until the last days, but but it it, 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 it it's B'nai Elohim. And so they just translate it sons of God because that's the literal translation. But that, that term, that specific term means divine beings came unto the daughters of men. Well, so, but when you compare that to, to uh, the days of Lot, look what happens. Abraham meets, has three men that appear to him. It says three men. He thinks they're men. Then it turns out, as we continue to read that account, that Abraham, it's disclosed to him that two of them are angels, <laughs> angelic beings, and the other one is God himself, Yahweh himself. It's called a theophany in theological circles. God is in the flesh as a man. There he stands with Abraham. So the three men turn out to be God, Yahweh, and two angels. He sends the two angels down to Sodom and Gomorrah to get Lot and his family out because the fire of heaven is getting ready to come down, the wrath of God. And what do the people of the city want to do? They want to have sex with the angels. I mean, the Bible's clear about that. And so you look at Genesis, it's, oh my gosh, here's some fallen angels that have come, and apparently they are either some kind of technological manipulation, uh, some kind of experimentation, so they're, they're creating or having children. by the, And then you get to the book of Peter and the book of Jude, and we're told in the days of Noah, angels were put in the deepest, darkest dungeons because they stepped over the line. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what it says, a line that God drew. So you're watching this. I mean, the pattern is the same for both of them. It gets worse and worse and worse, and there's a demonic outpouring. You know, the New Testament speaks. Paul talks about it. Jesus talks about it. John talks about it. In the last days before the coming of Jesus, there'll be a huge demonic outpouring of all manner in the church, doctrines of demons, the Spirit clearly says the last days, on and on and on till you get to the book of Revelation, the demonic that are manipulating and fooling the kings of the earth, and I mean, just a demonic outpouring. Well, guess what that lines up with? The days of Noah and the days of Lot. We're watching it now like at no other time in history. I could go on and on. I need to hush and let you ask some questions. But, but yeah, I, I spend several chapters making all of these comparisons. I, I do word studies. I bring in all kinds of scholarly people that are much smarter and much more degreed than I am, uh, and, and, and bring in their, 
their understanding of the scriptures, and I mean, it's it's pretty clear. And not only that, but I show right out of our headlines and over the last 20, 25 years, right down to the last year or two, that we're living right now in the most prophetic, revealing time since the first coming of Jesus Christ. And we're living in a time of, where the church is being uh, weeded out. It's being winnowed. It's being sifted. We're living in a time of demonic outpouring, doctrines of demons, delusion, people being given over to a deranged mind. I mean, it's all, it's all happening, Jim. Now, I'm not a date setter. I'm not a panicker. I'm just wanting the church to wake up, Jim. That's why I wrote this. Yeah, it's very and, positive. And you know, the yeah. one the one thing that uh I'm I'm a logical man, you're a logical man. I yeah. when 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 I look at what's happening, I try to look at it through the lens of logic and I I can't make any sense of it. You know, for example, we've you know, we've been looking at what's happened with Trump, how he was up against not just Democrats, but also Republicans. And now it's coming out that this Lincoln Project group, that there was uh, grooming of young boys and all of this that, that was involved there. Um, we've got so many things that are being clarified that are we're, we're getting to see the truth. And, and I'm thinking, oh, well, once people see the truth, then they're going to change their ways and they're going to see the truth. But but the more truth that comes out, it's almost like it doesn't matter the, yeah. They keep doubling and tripling down on evil. When you look at these executive orders of Biden, it's not enough to have abortion on demand here in the United States. It's not enough that 70 million babies have been murdered in their mother's womb since Roe v. Wade, uh, you know, worldwide. It, that's not enough. We've got to now re- take our tax dollars and s- send billions with a B uh, of dollars overseas to now begin funding abortions in other countries, it's not enough that it's okay for people to choose whatever deviant sexual lifestyle they want. We're now being told that if a young man believes he's a girl and wakes up one day and says, I'm a girl, not a boy, that he now can go and shower in the girl's locker room, that he can compete in the girl's sporting events. It has reached the point of literal insanity. And just as you think, okay, uh, this is this is enough. I've been using the phrase Biden remorse instead of buyer's remorse, Biden remorse. And just asking people who voted for Biden, uh, tell me what you like about what he's done so far. And it's like it's like crickets. Uh, but it's like we're literally on a highway directly to the gates of hell with this country. And uh, it seems that uh, it's it is a winnowing that there's it, it just so few pastors that will say anything anymore. Uh, everyone is afraid of being kicked off of their social media account or maybe you'll be banned from having a bank account or being able to fly on the airlines. I mean, all these things are starting to happen. Uh, and it, it seems like a real clarifying. What do you think, Pastor Carl? No, listen, you've nailed it, Jim, and, and, and everything you said goes to my original um, uh, statement, my philosophical statement. We're now living, and it's biblical, uh, we're now living in the most prophetic time since the first coming of Jesus Christ, and everything you described, the spirits behind that demonic manipulation uh, is global. It's global. Yeah. See, it's not just a little pocket here and a little pocket there, or a region here, or a country here, or a country there. It's global. This global spirit of fear. The National Institute of Health, not too long ago, I read it from my pulpit two Sunday mornings ago, they've issued a big bulletin, an alert. There is an epidemic 
of a terror of death that has swept the world. Um, uh, I read of a 12-year-old just the other day that killed himself over COVID-19. He didn't have COVID-19. Nobody in his family had it. He's just hearing the news all day long. He killed himself, scared to death. Hmm. Um, uh, but this stuff's going on all over the world. And the National Institute of Health said it's causing mental health problems that have become epidemic globally. There's an, an epidemic of suicide. There's an epidemic of drug abuse. There's an epidemic of depression and depression medication abuse all over the globe. Everything is all over the globe. It's, it's, it's the demonic outpouring is happening, Jim. It's happening. And so, you know, so you say none of it makes sense. Look, you come from a logical standpoint. Well, I've been a pastor for 34 years. I've written 12 books. I know you've written like 30. And you know when you write about your te technological area, and, and I write about theology and stuff, if you're going to be taken seriously, you better be logical. You better have your evidence, your ducks in a row. It doesn't mean everybody has to agree with everything you say, but they better be able to understand you're not just pulling this out of your back pocket and giving books full of your opinions. You better back it up. Well, prior to being in the ministry, I was a, a decorated Florida law enforcement officer in two different sheriff's offices under three different sheriffs. One of them I did uh, criminal investigations. That's the way I think. I think collect the evidence, every piece of evidence, get witnesses, get hard evidence, get video, get you know audio, uh, everything, DNA samples, get it all, then start drawing some conclusions. So I write my books that way, and, and I try to write them where anybody that likes to read can understand them. They're not like PhD levels, but although I have a bunch of PhDs that read them and, and say some awfully nice things about my books, but, but so you're right. And so when you look at all of this logically, and you line out what the Bible says from Genesis to Revelation, and you tie it contextually, not, not it's called, uh, you know, isogetic, where you, <clears throat> you take a passage of Scripture and you pull out of it, make it mean what you want it to mean. I write exegetically, that is, I, I, I dig out what is there in context and let the Bible speak for itself. And, and so when you do that, then you come up with what you just said. And when you start saying, what are they thinking? There's no logic. No, there's not. It, the Bible's being given over to a deranged mind. Romans chapter 1 told us this was going to happen. There are doctrines of demons sweeping through the institutional visible church that is corrupting it to the core. Even Pastor the Carl, the, 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 the church... This is what has disturbed me. And this was the one thing, you know, I went to uh, Bible college for two years. The one thing that I could never wrap my brain around was this idea that in the end times, that those of us that know the story, we've seen the movie, we know how it ends, that we would, that many of us, many of us believers would end up on the wrong side of this. I, I could never make sense of that. Like, why would a Christian who knows how this is all going to happen and starts to see it transpiring in front of their eyes would end up on the wrong side of this? Uh, but I'm seeing it happen. I'm seeing uh, churches that will not teach the truth anymore. I see Christians that are voting for pro-abortion candidates, uh, Christians. Yeah that are yes. all in for this transgender thing, uh, it's happening. Well, it's the apostasy, is it not? Yes, it is. The truth is being thrown to the ground. The apostasy, the great falling away, brother turning against brother, sister turning against sister, turning each other into the authorities, pastors being arrested, churches closed down. It, I mean, it's everything the Bible said would happen. False prophets everywhere. Uh, people running after this one and that one. Um, and, and so, but you, 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 and I'm not parsing your words, but you're absolutely right. You said, you know, Christians doing this, Christians doing that, Christians. And I'm going to add the word 
so-called Christians doing this, so-called Christians doing that. Because, see, Jesus also said in the last days, he said, look, on that day, that great day of reckoning, that day of judgment, there'll be many people standing before me saying, but Lord, Lord, I did this in your name, and I did that in your name. I claim to be a Christian. I went to church, put money in the offering plate. And he said, you know what? He says, I will say to you, depart from me. I never knew you. Not everybody who just says, Lord, Lord, he said, is going to enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father. You know what the will of the Father is? That we protect the unborn, that we call a marriage a marriage, that we know what our little boys and little girls are, and we treat them accordingly, lest we have a millstone wrapped around our neck. On and on and on. If you're going to be a born-again, blood-bought Christian, if you are that, then you stand in the Word. The church is being sifted right now, Jim, and we're watching it with our eyes. I'm going to open up the phone lines right now. Um, some Sunday nights we get a ton of callers. Other times it's emails. Uh, we'll take callers first. Emailers will go second. So the email is jim at christianmoney.com. The phone line is 646 646- 7164041 if you're watching on the video feed you'll see the phone number in the lower corner of your screen it's 6467164041 if you're listening on the audio stream uh, you're welcome to call as well again 6467164041 and while we're lining up those uh, questions i know you're not a date setter pastor carl but there's a lot in your book that makes me think that we are in the last days without setting a date. Uh, tell us yeah. about the fig tree and, and, and prophecy okay. and, and, and sort of where that, that leaves us right now in 2021. Yeah. Yes, the fig tree prophecy would take me two hours to preach it from top to bottom, yeah. but I, and, and I've got five or six chapters in there, and they're five pages each, so it's not a big hard read, but I've got the scholars, I've got the word studies, I've got the context, and here's the bottom line truth of it. The fig tree prophecy was given by Jesus the same time on the Olivet Discourse when they said, tell us the signs of your coming. And he tells them, you know, wars, rumors of wars, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He comes all the way down, and he says immediately after the tribulation of those days, the Son of Man will call for his angels from heaven. they gather up his elect at the sound of a trumpet. And then he says, now learn the lesson of the fig tree. Then after that, he says, it'll be just like the days of Noah, etc. So that lesson of the fig tree. That morning, Jesus had had called down a curse, if you will, or a judgment on a fig tree on the way, and he was using it as a parable. He spoke to it. Throughout the Old Testament, I've got all this reference to my book, Israel is often called the fig tree of God. And so he says, I've come to you for three years. You've produced no fruit. Well, his ministry now had been three years. And on that morning, they're on their way to Jerusalem. He calls down judgment on the fig tree, and he it's called the cursing of the fig tree. And after the judgment of that, the fig tree withers up and dies right in front of the disciples. It hmm. freaks them out, as it would you, me, and you. Yeah. And they talk about that all day long. Well, that night, they're back on Mount of Olives or on the hillside. Jesus is going through all of this. And then he says, guys, you remember what happened to that fig tree this morning? Learn the lesson of it. I spoke, and, and, and the fig tree, which metaphorically represents Israel, because they have rejected my word, they're under judgment. He said, but all of these things I've just said to you, all of them will come to pass when you see the fig tree rebloom. When the, in the days when the fig tree reblooms and the summer fruit is beginning to hang low, that generation 
And the word in Greek that says that generation, he means the one that sees the fig tree bloom again. And I've got scholar after scholar after scholar after scholar listed in there that, that say this is, there's no way around it. He's talking about the reblooming of Israel, the birth of the new Israel, all of the prophecies that speak of the return of Israel in the last days. Jesus said the generation that sees it will not pass away. Until all of these things I said, including the gathering of the elect with the angels, everything. And so you look, Israel has come back, and we're the only generation in history in 2,800 years to see it happen. It happened in 1948, a few years before I was born and probably a few years before you were born, but still it's in our generation. It's only been there 72, 73 years. How long's a generation? I know that's what some of your listeners are screaming. Well, that's debated among scholars. The Bible doesn't say a generation is 82 years, four months, and six days. It, 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 nowhere it says that. There are some that say, well, you know, man lives 70 to 80 years. Um, so some people say that. All I know is we're 73 years the other side. I do know that at the end of 100 years, that a whole generation is wiped clean. Uh, but the Bible does say man, man's days will be 70 or 80 years, maybe maybe more if you have a little strength. Um, and, and I also know, for example, I've pastored one church for 34 years. I'm going into my 35th year. When I came there, there were babies that I held that now are 35 years old. I've done their weddings. They've had their own children. And in a few years, those kids will be grandparents when they get into their 40s, just a few years from now. So... I'm living in 34 years in a church, but I'm seeing two or three generations right before me. Yeah, so so, so no matter how you define a generation, we're like getting towards the end of that uh, that window. Yeah, absolutely. Ton of callers yeah. uh, hitting us here. Let's uh, go to the phone lines and see what uh, questions people have. To tonight's topic is uh, Bible prophecy. So try to stay in that in that realm if you can. Of course, uh, Pastor Carl can probably talk about just about anything. Let's go to Chicago, and I believe this is Jerry. Jeremy, uh, you're on Jim Paris Live. So say hello to uh, Pastor Carl. Hi, Jim. Hi, Pastor Carl. Hey, Jeremy. Thanks for listening and thanks for calling. Sure. Uh, a question for you. Um, yes. well, well, hopefully, a couple of questions. Well, any thought on, um, you know, I'm not going to put it as like Mark of the Beast or something like that, but with the whole COVID 19, I think, pandemic, um, but now they're talking about, oh, there's new strains of. COVID-19, one from the United Kingdom, one from, I think, uh, South Africa, and they keep pushing vaccines on us, um, yeah. Yeah. you know, and now oh, now they're going to have variations of the COVID, so now new vaccines. Any correlation between that yes. and some of the, you know, end-time prophecy? Yes, yes, yes. Listen, uh, Jesus said in those days people would die from heart attacks, seeing the fear that's coming upon the world, the planet. There's going to be a global uh, panic Pandemic, uh, pandemic, a panicdemic of fear uh, that that's going to cause people to you know to just be terrified of death. Well, I just said a few moments ago that National Institute of Health is just now addressing this. They are panicking because the whole globe is under this this terror of death. Hebrews chapter two talks about that. It said that's Satan's power. The fear of death is the power of Satan. It says, but you, if you belong to Jesus Christ, that power has been broken. You're free from the slavery to the fear of 
death. Well, that's what's happening, and it's happening globally through COVID. COVID's an upper respiratory virus. It's not the bubonic plague. They're trying to make it that. Everybody is terrified. Everybody, except for people, I think, with a sound mind, people that are under the blood of Jesus. And so what's happening, Jeremy, as you, people ask me, do I think the vaccine is the mark of the beast? I, I don't know, but I, I do know this. It's, it certainly is a setup. It's, I mean, people are lining up. Yes, shoot something in sure. me. Brand new technology. They're talking about, you know, I mean, even Bill Gates was saying, hey, we can put stuff in there. We can trace people. We can mark people. And they're we saying if you don't get are. it, they're, they're, if you don't get it, yeah. you can't you go can't on a plane. You can't do this. You can't go into yeah, restaurants. They're talking about yeah. these, like, passports that you get a yeah. – if you get it, you can have a passport. It sounds like, you yeah. know, whether it's the mark of the beast or not, you're right. It sounds like like, like – kind of yeah, it's like the, the training wheels for the mark of the beast you know, the yeah, people accepting this idea of their whole life being shut down, they don't do this thing they're being told they have to do. Yes. So the bottom line, Jeremy, I don't start sure. dates, and I don't stand sure. up and beat my chest and say, yes, uh, hear me, dear child, this is the mark of the beast. I think, sure. you know, when the real mark of the beast comes, and this may prove to be it, but when it comes, God's people are going to know. We are going to know. But the, But the deal is... It's one more sign to us how quickly this is coming. Daniel said, look, it's going to come like a flood in the end. It's going to come quickly. Jesus said, when you see the fig tree bloom, that generation won't pass away. Well, it's been 73 years. Here we are. Look what's happening. Global pandemic, global suicides, global drug abuse, global pornography and sexual filth, days of Noah, days of Lot, and now the vaccine. And if you don't take it, you can't travel, you can't do this, you can't eat, you can't go to the store, you can't go to church. I mean, brother, we're watching the spirit of Antichrist sweep the world, and right. it's going to get worse eventually. So, Jer Jeremy, anyway, great Jeremy, question. You're on to it. You're nailing it. I'm going to let you go so we can get to other callers. You're always a great caller, and I thank you so much for calling in tonight. Thank and you. we're going yeah, next thanks, uh, to New Jersey, and I believe this is Gene with us. Uh, Gene, say hello to Pastor Carl Gallops. Hi. Hi, Pastor. Hey, Gene. Carl. Thanks. I'm Jean. Yeah, thanks for listening. Well, I have a question. Yes. What is a Christian person to do during this time, the days oh, of Noah? Thanks. Um, you know, I, I know what I feel like I'm going to do. Okay. I will be faithful to God and the teachings of Jesus the Christ and will help my grandchildren learn about the Christ because yes. during the time they're very young, they're six and eight, uh, they really didn't have any... Bible studies going on at that time because the church yes. has disintegrated. So I'm just teaching them what I know from when I used to teach Bible yep. school. <laughs> Listen, Gene, you're on. You are on the right track. You're there, sugar. I, I excuse me for saying sugar. I'm from the South. We, we call all women. <laughs> you mean it? You mean and I'm a pastor. Every woman in my church. I've been there 34 years, from the little teeny ones to the senior adult women. I, I call them sugar. I'm sorry. <laughs> But anyway, all right, Jean, uh, let me just say to you, ma'am, um, <laughs> um, I embarrassed myself. I caught myself. I forgot I wasn't in the South right now. Um, but, but, but the deal is, Jean, you're on the right track, and I love preaching and teaching about this. My book is filled with, and so here's how we live, and here's what's happening, and here's why we're here during this time. Here's what you do. In fact, in the end, I've got an addendum 
called Be Thou Prepared. It's after you've read the book. There's another uh, 50 pages. That's about 10 chapters, five pages each, on just how to prepare yourself physically, logistically, spiritually, um, everything. And But I encourage people. People say, well, what do we do? What do we do? Well, you do what every generation before us. You just live. We're not guaranteed of another day, first of all. Second of all, we're ambassadors for Jesus Christ. God has raised us up for such a time as this. He knows where we are. God's not slapping his forehead saying, oh, my gosh, I didn't see this coming. No, (laughs) he's directing a lot of this. I mean, it's coming through his hand. He called it thousands of years ago, put it in his word so that we would not be caught surprised. The Bible said, Paul says, you're not in darkness that you should be surprised. When this day comes, you know. So I just say to people, here's how I say it. It's kind of a cutesy way of saying it, but it is absolute biblical truth. You get up tomorrow morning, you mow the grass, you pay the bills, you go to work, you educate the children, you save for the future. You get on with life, but keep your head on a swivel, we say. Be aware of what's going on around you. The Bible says, walk circumspectly, for the days are evil. Just Mm -hmm. know that we're living in these prophetic times. Get out there every day on this great adventure, asking God how you can be a tremendous witness for him. And teach it to your children and your grandchildren, and the Lord will look after his Noahs and his lots of his day. Just like he delivered Lot and his family, and just like he delivered Noah and his family, he promises to watch over us in these days. Thank you, Gene. You're always a Great caller. Appreciate you Thank being you, with Gene. us tonight. Uh, this is an email coming in from Dallas, and they've got two questions, which I think may, may be somewhat connected. Um, they're asking here about a lot of a lot of people s- prophesied. A lot of you know people in the Christian community said they knew yeah. that Trump was going to be reelected. There were books yeah. even written about it, and so forth. Now some of those people are saying, well. The, the Lord told me two terms, so maybe what I missed was that there'd be a term in between a second yeah, term. Well, they're sort of that's yeah, that's kind, books, kind right? of cheating a little bit. So they want to know <laughs> yeah. what, what your thoughts are about Trump not getting reelected. And then they also Thank want you. to know, do you think that Antichrist is living today? Okay. I'm writing this down, and you may have to remind me of those as, All I, right. as I start talking. Is there a name that I can address, a person, a first name? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, it is Carla, I believe. Yeah, Carla. Okay, Carla. Carla, thanks for listening and thanks for writing that email. Uh, yeah. Um, so I've been preaching and teaching a lot about all of this, and that's one of the signs of the last days. Uh, false prophets, and I know a lot of these people meant well, and some of them really thought they were quote hearing from God. But when you say, and I apologize, it's Car, Lord. it's Carlos, not Carla. So, oh, in, Carlos. in any case, so my my okay. my glasses okay. are not picking up on it. Carlos, Carlos. Well, there we go. Well, I speak Spanish, so my name is right. Carl in Spanish. There, there we go. Carlos. Yeah. Mi nombre en español está Carlos. There we go. Okay, but anyway, anyway, Carlos, thank you. So let me just say, um, yeah. So. That's also one of the signs of the last days. I mean, there's just so many signs. I mean, brother turning against brother and turning each other into the authorities. We're watching that in the churches. Yeah. And then you've got false prophets everywhere. It's going to be this, going to be that. People are running around to this one and that one, and they're going to teachers that will tickle their ears. Oh, I want to hear good things. I want to hear Trump's going to I want to hear he's going to pack the Supreme Court. I want to hear happy days are here again. Well, I do, too. But it's going to be what it's going to be. <laughs> right. And God is directing this. And when you say, thus saith the Lord, you better, you better not be jerking people's strings. You better not be trying to make money off books. You better not be trying to get yourself a little kingdom around you because that's a 50-50 shot. You know, yeah. I predict God has said Trump's going to win. Well, if he wins, you're a hero. If he doesn't, 
then you're running around embarrassed and you're changing your prophecy. And well, he said just what he said was two terms, so maybe I missed that. <laughs> no, just come out and admit it. You didn't hear from God. It's like the prophets yeah. of Jeremiah and Jeremiah's day. They're all running around, peace, peace, peace. And Jeremiah said, "You go tell those prophets." God said to Jeremiah, "Go tell those prophets. They have not talked to me. They've not sat in my council. They didn't hear from me." You say to them, they are false prophets, and I'm going to bring my judgment on them. So I'm just telling God's people why you've given me this platform, Jim. Uh, please be careful. Just the prophets have spoken in the Word of God. And true men and women of God who are in the Word and just preaching and teaching the Word, God winds up using them prophetically. That has happened to me so many times. I've never claimed to be a prophet. Nowhere in my book do I set dates or give prophecies, but I just say, look, Bible says this, here's what's happening, here's the context, here's the scholars, here's the word studies, two plus two equals four, here is where we are, and here's where we're headed, and boom, boom, boom. My last book, Masquerade, I think I talked to you about that, proved to be so prophetic. People were freaking out when they started reading it. Now the same thing is happening with this book. They're asking me, how did you know this stuff was going to happen that you're talking about. I didn't. <laughs> I just know what the Word of God said, and I never claimed to be a prophet, but God used me prophetically. Yeah. Beware of. The it, spirit of prophecy is real, but just be careful when people stand up and say, people stand up and say, I am a prophet. Here's what's going to happen. Listen to me. Okay? Listen to them, but measure it through the Word of God, right. and then watch closely. And, and, and a prophet my, is supposed to be 100% accurate if you're going to make that claim. Yep. That's the standard, yep. a very high standard. Yep. So part B of this is the yep. Antichrist. And I know you and I have talked about the Antichrist many times. And there have been uh -huh. many spirits of the Antichrist over yeah. over the years that, you know, Hitler would be one. There are many of these people that you would say, maybe Saddam Hussein, you know, these, these people Horror. that are rulers who are evil, who bring evil upon the people who are charismatic and, and get followers but the antichrist do you believe that person is walking the earth today since we're probably in the end days um i mean i know you're not going to give us a name but i think this person just wants to know are we at that point where this person yeah. could be out there and like in the news or somebody that's notor has notoriety that we would know the name today yeah i can i can speculate on it biblically speculate let me just say to Carlos, um, I, I can't lose with this answer because it's 50-50, right? I can say, yes, he's there, or no, he's not. And, you know, who will know until it happens, and then nobody's going to remember what I said. So I can't lose whatever I say. So, but, but rather than be cute or manipulative about it, let me just say this. Based upon that we are 72, 73 years the other side of Israel, based upon the outpouring we're watching globally, based upon the winnowing of the church globally, based upon all these other seemingly minor prophetic elements like false prophets and brother turning against brother and reporting each other to the authorities, you know, what's done in secret is shouted from the rooftop, well, brother, with our technology now, that thing is coming to pass. I mean, yeah. on and on, there's all of these prophecies. If I see what I think I'm seeing, Carlos, I would say physical, the the person, the man, the Antichrist, is alive. Now, I don't have a clue who that would be. I might be able to come up with a list of four or five people, but God has not revealed to me, and I'm not going to say, thus saith the Lord. I do know the spirit of Antichrist is thick all over the world, which tells me 
that the Antichrist is right behind it. And I think the scripture is pretty clear about that, too. Uh, so that's my best answer. I'm not trying to dodge the ball or walk the fence. That's my honest biblical answer, Carlos. Yeah, very good. And um, I'm going to hit you with one last question before we tell yeah. people how to get the book and how to connect with you and all the wonderful yeah. resources at your website and your church sermons that people can access. Um, is is there a possibility that Biden is a judgment on America, because I know we always think of America as a Christian nation, as a good uh-huh. nation. And, yeah. and and when I see these 40, 45 executive orders, I mean, everything from uh, the transgender stuff to we're going to fund abortions overseas, we're going to do all, all we're basically going to destroy I think all of the good things about America in the first three weeks, I'm almost thinking to myself, uh, is is God giving us a chance to, like, see what we, we wanted? I mean, in other words, you're, you're the dog chasing the car and now you got the car. I mean, this is what you wanted, yeah. all of you, all of you Democrats and liberals. And, and, and I think that uh, they're shocked, these people, these yeah. Christians, these Christianity Today and, and Beth Moore and all of these Christians that said, well, he's a moderate. He's he's, you know, Trump, you know, tweets mean things. But but, you know, this Biden guy, he's a moderate. He's not going to take us down all these. Now we're getting this. And I'm saying maybe, maybe this is God saying, well, you know, you, you ordered a, a giant uh, plate of broccoli. Now you get to eat it. <laughs> yeah. no, no offense against no. broccoli, but I mean, this is what you wanted. So here you go. The yeah. whole country is going to be California now. Yeah. Here's the bottom line. Biblical truth. God uses, and I'm going to use the word kings here. We know that Trump and Biden aren't kings, but the word president wasn't around back then. But the Bible, he uses leaders, but let's just call them kings. He uses kings to affect his will. God is moving history from point A to point Z. Now, it zigzags a little along the way, depending upon, you know, the prayers of God's people and the ministry and what's happening. And I mean, but God's taking it to point Z, whether we like it or not. We may be down in the XY part right now, or WXY. We're somewhere right in there, I think. I could be wrong, but I think we are. And so God is using, let's just call Trump and Biden kings, if you will. Now, see, America right now is the number one global superpower, which means everything that happens in America pretty much one way or the other affects the entire planet, and and especially the nation Israel and the Middle East. So we're not the most important thing in the world. God can take us out tomorrow, but, but we are being used for a lot of good things. We took the gospel to the world. We're still taking it. We're doing benevolence, ministry, feeding, whole, you know, disaster relief. I mean, we're the largest Christian nation as far as the number of people who claim to be Christians living in one nation, but even that's winnowing away. Um, but the bottom line is um, he used Trump. Now, I, th- I think I told your audience this. Right after he won, I was on a major international Christian te- television show that just reached millions and millions and millions. And the host asked me live, you know, what, what did I see for Trump's next four years? This was just days after he won. And I said, well, here's the bottom line. I don't think he's an angel from heaven. I do like the man. I like what he stands for. I opened one of his rallies, Jim. I opened his first Florida rally in 2016 in Pensacola. There were like 20,000 people there, and he asked me to open it for him. So I want to give that disclaimer. But I've always said, I don't think he's a messiah or the angel, an angel from heaven. God's using him. And this is what I said. God's going to use. Now, remember, I said this just days after he went in. 
I said, God is going to use this man, I do believe. I didn't say I was a prophet, didn't say I was giving a prophecy. I just said, God's going to use this man to expose the depth of filth in our nation and around the world and the interconnectivity of that filth like we've never seen before, number one. Number two, because he's going to use him that way, all hell is going to come against him, his supporters, this nation, like you have never seen before. Both of the things that I said days after his election have now come to pass. And even during the winding down days, coming right up to the election, I was telling people, I said, I, I just feel in my spirit Trump's out and Biden is in, and God's going to use Biden now to kick in the rest of the way. Now, you know, this could, I mean, things never stay the same. I tell my congregation all the time, I said, do what Psalm 37 says. Don't fret when evil men seem to be getting their way. God knows. He laughs from heaven. Men make their plans, but you, you dwell in the land and do good. God will watch over him. Seek his righteousness. Seek his kingdom. He will take care of you. He will give you the desires of your heart. So that's how I tell people to live. But it could be that Trump goes back in in 2024. And I mean, if he does, I mean, that might be World War Three. I don't know. But God's going to use these people as he wishes. He's moving from A to Z. So yes, he's using Biden. Yes, he used Trump. And I think you're right, Jim. He might be, he might be using Biden to say, okay, you asked for it. You got it. I gave you four years of a man that believed in constitutional law and rule of law and strong borders and, and, uh, you know, the, the, the sanctity of the womb and the sanctity of marriage and, uh, you know, whatever, for whatever reason, God said, all right, moving him out of the way. Now let me give you a taste of this. How do you like this? Yeah. And that's what God is doing. I, 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 I love these memes, God. uh, Pastor Carl, these memes. People got a picture of Trump and it says, do you miss me yet? And I guess someone yeah, had even yeah, bought, yeah. someone even started buying like billboards of this. Do you miss me yet? Uh, thing, because yeah. I, I think a lot of these, you know, a lot of these Christians, these, these big, well-known, uh, Christians that shockingly abandon Trump in the final 30 to 45 yeah. days over mean tweets after he had produced three, uh, you know, solid, uh, conservative Supreme Court justices and supported our Christian values and our Christian faith and a man who, you know, not a perfect man, but a man who professed uh, a conversion to Christ and uh, fought for all the things that we've always fought for. Uh, these Christian leaders abandoned him. And now, yeah. you know, I haven't heard any of them apologizing yet that we've now yeah. got all of this extreme stuff going on. But here's the yeah. book. I'm putting it up uh, on the video screen and this will go out tomorrow and reach about uh, 50 times the people we're reaching now live once this hits all of our distribution on video and audio. But the book is called The Summoning. And there's Carl Gallup. You see his name there. If you're listening on the audio feed, it's Carl, C-A-R-L. The last name is G-A-L-L-U-P-S, Carl Gallup's. And then if you go to Amazon, you will see uh, all of his books on Amazon. But I also understand, too, uh, from your website, people can come directly to you and you yes. will ship a book to them and sign a book for yep. them, yep. which I think is yep. a great thing, too. So tell us all about that and the other resources that you make available. 
Okay, yeah, just use my name.com, carlgallops.com, carlgallops.com, a one-page, one-stop place, a repository of everything, links to my church, live streams to the worship services, my live radio shows, the streams to them, uh, all kinds of information and articles, links to my books, links to all my social media, and I'm on all the alternative social media now, almost all of it. I'm still getting on there and, and developing a, a, a base there. I've been on Twitter Facebook, YouTube, and still on there for a little while, just trying to get everybody out of there. But uh, so you can find all of that there. But yeah, there's a email and a phone number. Uh, you can call the phone number; somebody will answer. You can send an email, and somebody will answer. And and we will uh, get a book to you, and we'll work package deals. We'll work uh, we'll work bulk deals. Uh, it'll be as cheap or, or or cheaper than you can get it anywhere else. Plus, I will sign it. Plus, in the United States, it's free shipping. Uh, outside of the United States, we'll have to negotiate that depending upon where you live. But in the United States, it's free shipping, and you just can't get a better deal. You can get it straight from me or anywhere you want this, this there are, i've seen your book in publisher. the in the bookstores too and yeah. and also are you still making available your full sermons for people that want yeah. to come to the church website is there a link yep. at carlgallops.com to get them there yep. to watch the full sermons yes there is it's at the top of the page you'll see some uh, a link and the very first one on the left um, is the live stream in fact it's up right now from this morning and then what we do after it's archived like right now it's archived but then we go in and we clip out the sermon portion and then we just display it there for a week until next week but all the way over to the right is a sermon playlist it's clearly marked and oh there's like couple of dozen the last couple of dozen weeks there and and so i preach about 45 minutes to an hour so there's just hours and hours and hours of messages and, and it's the same stuff i'm teaching right now same stuff i'm preaching and talking about the same stuff in my books i'm just trying to help the church understand where we are encourage people fire them up and get keep them in a sound mind we, we don't have to walk around in a daze uh, we're god's ambassadors and i preach and teach that continually so i'd love for folks to check all that stuff out i'm on rumble i'm on youtube still i'm on usa.life me we wimkin orbeez uh <laughs> facebook still twitter i'm did everywhere you, did you say arby's i'll meet you at arby's we'll get a we'll get yeah, a roast beef orbeez. sandwich yeah o-r-b-y-s yeah <laughs> I, I'm, and, I, and i'll meet you at arby's that's one of my uh, favorite there places. you go yeah. uh, pastor carl gallops his website carlgallops.com the new book is called the summoning thank you so much sir for being with us tonight Thank you, Jim Paris, and thank you for your amazing audience. God, God bless. bless. We'll talk to you next time. All right, that was great. Uh, Carl Gallup's one, one of a kind. I'll tell you what, uh, never never a dull interview with Carl Gallup's. Check out his website, carlgallup's.com. And don't forget, uh, we're here every Sunday night for you live, and my website is christianmoney.com. All of my social media links are there. Links to all of my books and other resources and the online classes that I teach. And as I always close out every show. Remember, if it's Sunday night, it's Jim Paris Live. We'll talk to you next time. So long, everybody.